You have been weighed, you have been measured, and like the rest of us, you have been found wanting. Hey guys, I'm your host, Andy Vaccaro. Welcome to The Real Discussion. We're back. Hey, there we go. <laughs> I like it. And we're back. <laughs> uh, did you miss me? Did, did you miss me? Terribly. Terribly? Oh. Good, good. By the way, kind of off topic, but those Halloween Oreos are, mwah, they're they fantastic. slap, dude. They do slap. Yes, they do, <laughs> dude. I, I like. They're so good. Anyways, uh, a little off, a little off topic there. Um, so yeah, what? Uh, a little recap. Basically, I, I want to make sure I reiterate so I can understand. Uh, make sure I understand what it is you want to talk about in this podcast, right? Is, uh, is that there's a dilemma nowadays that, you know, there's a lot of options for kids coming out of high school, right? You're saying kids can drop, right? Kids can finish up high school and go right into the workforce if they choose. There's, uh, there's still, while it's not very prevalent, it's not really mainstream and really people don't think about it nowadays. There's also somewhat of an apprentice style at, you know, afterwards, a trade style. Yep. Um, and then there's things like BOCES program and specifically trade school, right? Where while you're not training under an individual, you're training at a school, but this faced solely on a certain skill set or, or trade. And usually that's maybe, you know, electrician, construction, plumbing, um, HVAC, right? Heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, things along those lines. And there's, there's plenty of others, but, uh, and then there's college, there's, then there's, there's, I guess, higher education. And like you were saying, this is something that a distinction I made, which I think is very important that within the higher education, there is college, right? And then there's universities and both of them, I, while technically, when, with regards to diplomas, you know, bachelor's degrees, um, things like that, associate's degrees, they are at the same level. At the same time, I think there is, with regards to the difficulty and the amount of opportunity that comes out of them, there is a the university is a higher level education than college. Definitely, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and even though technically with regards to, like I was saying, uh, degrees, they aren't, right? They are equivalent. Um, and we'll talk about, and, and this goes into too, what you're saying, what you were saying about how college, university, right? Higher education in and of itself nowadays is not necessary, right? Um, how what it's really become is, it's really just networking, right? Um, that's really all it is, right? What you're paying for is the name of the school you went to and you're paying for access, right? Into this club, basically, into this club of other people, other successful people that went to that same university. Um, and afterwards, whether or not that university had anything to do with their success, um, were successful, right? Right. And there is, there is, a connection between the successful people and that university that you now have that same connection. And that's what you, that's essentially what I believe, right? I, the majority of what I paid for when I went to, and when you went to, you know, Clarkson, right? That's what I, that's really, and I knew that from the beginning going in, that's what I was paying for. Um, so yeah, that is, is that, would that be correct? You know, in general, what you. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Okay. So should we start with uh, like options out of high school and then go to like, okay, so you chose college. What happens there? Okay. You chose university. What happens? And then kind of go down the line that way. Yeah. So I, I like that. And so how about, yeah, we'll, we'll do that. And now for me and you, right. Our perspectives from our perspectives, we really only have experience in the, university right in the university uh path right out of high school right um and honestly most of my friends do now and i thought about i was thinking about this yesterday actually our friend duncan he took a slightly different and another friend of mine anthony they took slightly different 
paths, right? While they are the higher education paths, they were slightly different. But I would like to get them on, you know, to kind of get what they're doing and why they're doing it. Especially Duncan, you know, he went to Clarkson with us for two years. And then guess what? He realized, right? And I want, I want him to kind of explain it more and get a chance to talk to him. And maybe I'll do a small separate podcast on the same discussion with him. Um, but, you know, he realized that this wasn't that it wasn't for him. University wasn't for him. So he left, you know, and, and now that's a different path. Um, and I definitely like his would like to hear his perspective on that. And his, his is going to be different than ours. Right. right. Mine's going to be slightly different than yours, because like you were saying, you you're going beyond just the first level of higher education. You're getting your master's and then your Ph.D. I stopped at bachelor's. Uh, and, and if it comes up and as it ties in, we'll talk about that more. But. Yeah, so I think we should definitely start with um, listing out the different options and kind of what goes on, knowing, though, um, inferring that we are going to focus more on the higher education, specifically university in this podcast, because that's what we're familiar with. Right. So, but yeah, go ahead and you can start with the what you think the, the most basic one is, the first one. And again, too, we're taking this from the perspective of you can make this choice. And this path, you are deciding to, and you are, your goal is to become successful in one way or another, right? It's not, oh, I'm going to drop out of high school because I want to lounge around for the rest of my life and live off of, you know, uh, I want to live off the government, right, for the rest of my life and, yeah. and food stamps and all that stuff. We're not talking about that, right? We're talking you are make this next choice with the intent of becoming successful and having goals in order to become uh, a hard, you know, a hardworking citizen of, of the United States that puts value into the system and doesn't take out of it. So yeah, go ahead with what you think the mo the first one would be. All right. Um, so I, I'll just, I guess, uh, like you said, I'll start with a disclaimer that, um, I've only ever gone to a four-year university straight out of high school, so I don't know exactly how some of this stuff works. Um, so just getting it out of the way. Um, so right out of high school, you have quite a few options um, of what you want to do for conceivably probably the rest of your life. Um, for some people, um, the military might be a good option. I feel like um, you know people kind of scoff at that a little bit, especially with the they're annoying kind of recruiters that show up at school sometimes. Um, but the military is a good option, um, especially if you, if college or learning and, and classwork isn't really your thing and you want to go see more of the world um, and you're into that kind of um, those lifestyle and the, those, um, those activities that they are involved with, um, then I would honestly consider the military, look at whatever branch you think is right for you. Um, there's tons of articles that will help you choose which one's right for you. If you're a little more um, looking to get into the thick of it, the Marines might be for you and so on and so forth. Um, another thing that people don't really look at is trade schools or um, like you said, apprenticeships. Um, like we need electricians, we need plumbers, we need people who work with HVAC and people who are good with their hands that like this is this is for you. You don't necessarily have to be an like an engineer or have an engineering degree to to build something or to work on something. You could go into a trade for electrical. You go into a trade for plumbing. Go into a trade for HVAC. HVAC. Um, I know secondhand. Um, someone that my brother worked with uh, for a short period of time. He's making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. He he does HVAC on the that's side. That's crazy. That's crazy. Oh my god. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not even his main job. So, but it's it's the truth though. That's people don't can't do this themselves, right? It's like mechanics, right? People pay money to get stuff done that they don't have time to do. Right. It's it is a it is a uh, it is a very specific set of skills that you need to have a lot of practice in in order to become good at it. It's all all these niche kind of jobs. We need people to, to fill them and with more people going off to college or university because they think it's what's required of them to be successful. You know, we're not really hurting for people, but from what I've heard, you know, I've worked, I worked in a hardware store when I was you know, going through university and I heard all the time that we, that we need more people because no one wanted to 
to do that kind of work. So I want to backtrack a little bit because you were talking about, right, uh, the armed forces. Right. Um, and I know you have some vested, you have vested some time into pursuing their armed forces. And I know you have experience in that. I will say, too, I actually have from my um, my high school, I, I might seem, you know, a bit silly, but I only graduated 14 kids in my class. And two of the guys, two out of the, I think there were like five guys in the class, right? Two of them wanted to be in the armed forces. My friend Aaron, he wanted to be in the Air Force. And right now, because of health issues that uh, I cannot disclose because it is not, I have no right to, um, he is something he trusted me with, and I'm going to respect that trust. Um, he currently, while he's not in the armed forces, he's still pursuing his dream of flying airplanes. He is a fully... Uh, fully trained pilot flying for American airlines. And I, and I know he is enjoying himself, even though he does still have the goal of eventually going into the air force. But right now he is flying with America. He is flying um, with American airlines full time. Uh, awesome. And another, yeah, it's really cool. Another friend of mine. So Wyatt, he, um, he's actually a Marine. He is a Marine. Uh, he got married. He got married. Um, I want to say, a year and a half to two years ago. So about two years after he graduated from, from high school. Right. And guess what? Because he decided, he made the choice of going into the armed forces and becoming a Marine. He can support a family. He has a daughter. I believe she's probably about a year old, about as old as my younger brother, my youngest brother, David. Um, uh, she's super sweet. And I met his wife. She's, she seems really nice. Um, but I can tell why it's happy. You know, yeah, he's he has to travel, and I know he's home right now visiting his family, and, and he hopes to go into the – I think he wants to go into the – is it the national – is it – He's looking for reserves or guard? I, I'm not sure, but he wants to – it might be the Air Force or – I'm not sure – what he wants to change to, but because they are located in New York and he'd be close to the family, he has the possibility of, of changing where he, where he is. So he can be changed where he's stationed. And that's something he's pursuing right now. But again, uh, and, and you, and I, I'm sorry, I, you know a lot more about this than me. I just want to finish up, you know, seeing my friend Wyatt as an example, you know what? He wasn't the hardest working in high school. He didn't get the best grades, but you know what? Because of the decision he made, he can support a family, right? He he found somebody he loved, and he can he can now, you know, support a family, um, and be happy because he made that choice. And I honestly was, you know, knowing knowing Wyatt personally for quite a while, it was a good choice for him. And he he may, you know, I I trust him with you know defending me and my family and defending my country. So, you know, it's something I I I respect highly. You know, the military, they offer a lot of good benefits, especially if you put uh, your 20 years in. After mm -hmm. 20 years, you, you become retired. You can retire. Um, and you get, you get a pretty big pension after those 20 years. Um, you don't have to retire after 20 years. You could keep going up. And then if you wanted to, you could go into officer training school. Um, that way you become a commissioned officer, not a non-commissioned officer, which is the enlist, enlisted path. But um, you could... You could work your way up in the military and be in there all your life if you really want to. No, that's how we need generals. That's how people become generals of the of the military, of the armed forces. Um, and if you want, after 20 years, because in the military, too, they do teach some um, the kind of trade school stuff. So if you're like a, a mechanic in the military, or in my uncle's case, uh, he, was an, he was an engineer. So he would, um, he would go in, like, Okinawa, Japan, or whatever. He was in the Navy. Um, and he would, he would fix things. And when he came back, he had skills for a job when he was done. So the military does offer um, some things, depending on your job, um, that could transfer over into a civilian life if you decide to not to re-up um, your contract after it, it's expired. Yeah. So yeah. that's one option. Um, we covered the trade schools. That's kind of little self-explanatory it's not really like who you know you just have to just looking like any small town or city there's always going to be someone hiring 
or wanting to um, train somebody um, in their profession. Because, like mm-hmm. I said before, they're always they're always looking for people um, to help them because they they need them. Yeah, and, and two, you think about it, right? Electricity. Guess what? That's never going to go away. People are always going to need electricity forever and ever. There's always, uh, you know, unless some crazy invention comes up where you can transfer electricity. Wi-Fi and radio waves and stuff, then people are always going to need people to wire their electricity into their house. And that's just how it's going to go. And there'll never be, uh, you'll never be out of work, you know, yeah, things like that. You always have something to do. That's for sure. Exactly. Always be someplace to make money and a new project. So what would be, what would you consider to be next after trade school? Um, in terms of like profession or if you don't choose that? Um, so with along the lines of what we're discussing, right? The different paths you can take after high school. So I guess I can interject if I'm, you could always just kind of join um, another court, like a corporation that's already standing, like, for example, Walmart or something like mm-hmm. that. And you could work there if you really want to do that and work your way up. Um, I know, again, there's secondhand of people who, like I said, start working at Walmart as a, a clerk or like a, a cashier. And then they worked up to store manager and district manager. And now they're in with the, the big wigs at the headquarters. And they, they make over 100 grand a year. That takes a little longer because you have to work your way up that way. And um, you have to be qualified for the position um Mm -hmm. but that is that is an option too if you join or get a job with some kind of bigger company you could always just work your work your way up that way or you could start your own business if you already have the the training say you know you know somebody or even your parents or an uncle or something like that was in some kind of profession like you know carpentry or something like that you could start your own business if you have a, a trade that you're good at you could you could start your own thing might be a little so, hard, but you can yeah. start it. And so along those lines, this is really funny. So I'm out here, right, for my job currently um, that I got right out of – that I got out of college, out of university, I guess I would call it. Um, and I was at breakfast the other day, and I was just overhearing people at the hotel I'm staying at. And this guy was talking about, you know, his – he was talking about his younger brother. And his younger brother started a, I wouldn't call it lawn care. It's more of what, what is it called? Taking care of a property kind of what, what's that called? Groundskeeping. Groundskeeping. Yes. Groundskeeping. His, his younger brother, right? He's like in high school, right? Or about to graduate from high school. He started a groundskeeping company essentially. Right. And so what he does is this kid, right. And people are paying him a lot of money. You know, people pay a lot of money to have their grounds kept in their their lawns looking nice because a lot of people you know they work 24 7 and they or they have they have uh you know high paying jobs where it's not really worth their time to go out and do that kind of work it's more worth their time to pay people to have their yard look nice because they want to look have their yard look nice but they don't want to do the work and they don't have time to do the work because they have you know their ceos their their vice presidents their um um yeah that's yeah they're busy heck they're busy man um and so what he does right is he hires his friends to do most of the work and he just has the connections and makes the phone calls and manages them and yes he does help out i was just overhearing this guy but he he hires his friends out and pays them like you know minimum wage or whatever kind of thing um and he rakes in the rest and puts it into the business and also gets paid himself, which I'm sure he gets paid a little more than they do. But, you know, that he started a, he started a business. Right. And it's really cool. This kid just just did that. And he's you know, he's making a name for himself and maybe he won't have to go to college or maybe he's saving up for college. I, I have no idea. I didn't hear the rest of the story, but I thought it was really interesting, really cool and kind of uh, exciting and might get, you know, other listeners and other people motivated to, to do something similar. If you have a good idea, right. And it, or you have an idea that um, brings value to other people and sup, you know, uh, fills a need that other people have and people are willing to pay for it, do it, forget college, screw that 80,000 or more, you know, student loan debt that you're going to get when you could be making bank, you know, working hard uh, and starting your own business and eventually hiring people to do the work for you. You know, that's how I, I know a lot of people that did that. Yeah, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Now, 
Next would be. Next, I'd say would probably be college. Um, okay. I I feel like college is a good starting point. As someone who never went to a college, um, I kind of wished I started off as, as a college first, if for nothing else, just to save some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but for people who are just coming out of high school, I think that if you do, are deciding to further your education after high school, um, don't jump right into a university because um, most of the time you'll change your major. Um, and I think college, community colleges, especially since they're a little easier and they, they certainly cost a lot less. It's a good time to figure out what you actually want to do and not spend a whole bunch of money doing it. So if you're in there for a year and you're in an engineering school and you find out, I really don't like doing all this math. So you switch to something else. You didn't spend as much money trying to figure out what you actually wanted to do as as if you went to a university. You know what I mean? So college, if you want to continue, that's a good starting point. There's not a whole lot of, there's a little bit of networking, but it's not as much as like a big, like, name brain university like uh, Harvard or mm-hmm. Yale where you get all these different connections and blah blah right. blah but for university you're basically paying for the name anyway um, it's kind of how like you get the education and you get the you know the connections and I, I'm i very thankful for everyone I met and including my professors my friends but basically I paid for a, a very nice piece of paper with a cool name on it yeah yeah, I mean, I would say a good, a good um, way to explain college, right, versus university, is that college is essentially high school where teachers and professors control everything. They are God in the classroom, and they have no professional interest in actually, and uh, and whether you pass or fail. That's that's what I think a college is, right? That that it's, you know, it's high school, but you're paying for it now. That's high school part two. <laughs> yeah. That's literally, that's literally what I think college is. And, and, and it's high school where you don't have to go to class essentially, where the state isn't watching your every move. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Um, you know, like you were saying, it's cheap. Um, and two, another thing with regards to that's really important about college is more than likely you have a community college. that's really close to you. Right. Right. So it's also cheap with regards to uh, where you, you know, living somewhere now my brother right with regards to being cheap uh who's also going to clarkson guess what he's coming out of clarkson debt free so in his case college you know university is a great idea why not if you're going to be basically paying nothing to go um but in most people's cases that's not going to happen so uh you know college is definitely good uh right you were saying it's the curriculum's a lot easier though everybody's different it might be hard for some people we're not saying it's not going to be hard for some people um you're most likely going to get out of it debt free you know you have you'll have time to work and pay it off while you're going um and it'll decide you know it'll help you decide what you want to do um and what i think is most important and i'll talk about this more when uh a little bit more when you we talk about university but another thing that i got out of university um and what I think you can almost just as easily get out of a college is developing your learning skills, right? If that's the number one thing I got out of college, right? And, and I'll talk about, I mean, university, what I got out of university, we'll, and I'll kind of go over the, do a little quick math um, more later. But, you know, learning how to learn and how to develop your skills after college is, is what uh, the biggest other than the networking, the biggest thing I got out of my university. Yeah, I, I agree. Especially like um, as I'm going up through the the higher, higher education stuff, it's important to learn how to learn more effectively. Like you can't just kind of cram it all in like you could in high school and you'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Or it just take, not study, right? Or just A lot not of people study. didn't study and did fine. Yeah, that doesn't really work, especially as you go up higher. University, <laughs> maybe, maybe you could get away with it in university. I don't know many people who did who, who can. Uh, master's, uh, yeah. I can tell you that's not gonna work <laughs> like at all. <laughs> um, doctorate, I can probably guarantee you that won't be the case. <laughs> yeah. 
you're, let's just say you're not going to be doing any brain surgery if you don't study. So uh, no, <laughs> or build any bridges if you don't if you don't study. So. <laughs> so should we move on to university then, since we covered college? Uh, I mean, really, yeah. I mean, we did pretty much cover college. So now, too, uh, what I'd like to start out with when we get into university is right. What you think, you know, if you were to as as a person, analyze who you are, what you wanted and um, your circumstances, what would they be in order to justify going to university versus college? So if I, I think if you're like dead set on you, on what you want to do, then I guess university is okay. Um, I, I'd still say, you know, don't be too dead set because you, you might change your mind and you know, most people do. Um, mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily want to move away from your, from your home, cause a lot of people, they don't want to, they don't want to jump out into the big scary world by themselves just yet. So they go to community college and they, they stay home. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but if you want to like get out as soon as possible, then a C military <laughs> or B, <laughs> um, you could go to the university where you'll, you'll be away and you'll be in the dorm and you'll have the, the quote college experience and all that stuff. Um, well, it's, it's a lot of. And this is, you know, something that I noticed is it's very, you, you, you kind of gain your independence and that's where you start having to, and this goes into learning again, um, into your learning skills, right? Organizing your time better, you know, uh, and um, figuring out what works best for you, right? And two, you know, the type of person you are and the type of people you want to hang out with, right? right? I think that's big too. But yeah, keep going. And um, I think, I think mainly, like if you, if like I said, if you, if you're dead set on what you think you want to do, and you're just, you're just ready to try and get to something that is more applicable to what you want to do. Because I know some, I can't speak to all of them, but most to some community colleges, you still have to take some kind of like gen eds or some prereqs. So like you have to take a gym or you have to take some kind of weird math and you're an underwater basket weaving major it, <laughs> it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense but at least with university i didn't have to i took courses i didn't like um but they were all they all had to do with my major in some way shape or form so i had to take a couple stats courses but i'm a psych, i was a psychology major so i needed stats for research so it wasn't it wasn't like i was wasting my time taking all these nonsense courses where I'm not doing anything gaining toward my major. Cause that's why I didn't like about high school. I would just take all these different courses. I'm like, I don't, I don't care about any of these save for like one or two. And this is just kind of like a giant waste of my time mm-hmm. where it was with like university. I didn't feel like it was a giant waste of my time because I, I knew that it was somehow building onto the major into the you know specialty that I was trying to um, learn myself up to mm-hmm. so if you want to jump right into what you what you want to do i think university is better it doesn't really in my opinion in my experience it doesn't beat around the bush as much it actually starts delving into what you want to learn without all the the pretty dressing before you have to you know, all the before you take this class you have to do this and that and this that's ugh, gross so they, if you want that university is good for you mm-hmm. and if you get a free ride somewhere to a university and you want you like that school just go <laughs> there's no reason especially exactly. if, you're, if you're going for free there's no reason why you should even second guess it <laughs> exactly 100 percent. so another thing for me which i kind of you know and i realized this more so after i graduated is um another how to put this uh another reason i guess you should go and another um way you should logically think about and make a decision on university is then this is I think this is a little more helpful because a lot of people you know why do you get an education because you want to get a job why do you want to get a job because you want to make money what kind of job do you want usually is because the type of job you want is usually because you want to make you want to have a certain uh, lifestyle and you want to make a certain amount of money that uh, in order to keep that lifestyle and have that lifestyle that you are pursuing and so if you want to the a big distinction for me is if you want to make $50,000 minimum starting salary when you get out of school, 
you most likely need to go to university. If that is your goal, right, with regards to financials or more, 50000 or more, that would be, I think, a justifiable reason to go to university because, again, because the, you know, the average debt, you know, it depends on your school, but at Clarkson, the average, uh, the starting salary for a uh, student of my major, engineering and management, was sixty thousand dollars for for starting salary. Uh, I think on average, probably uh, for most, for a lot of majors at university with regards to STEM, right, or business, it's about fifty thousand starting uh, across the United States uh, after you graduate from university. If you can, in fact find a job. That's most of the jobs I found were around 50,000 starting. I was fortunate to find something that is starting for me 60,000 and, and that's really good. But yeah, that's, that's where you want to be. And if, and if you are serious about that goal, if you're not serious about it, you're just kind of like, I'd like to make that much, then forget it, start with college and then maybe work your way up to university. But if that's really what you want, uh, university is the way, way to go. If that's where you want to start with regards to how much you make. I think that's a really good point. I think your, your end goal in terms of like, you know, salary and job um, that should really determine where you go. Like, you know, for example, um, again, my brother, he's going to a college, to your college, but he, do, he doesn't need university. He wants to be a cop. So all he, all he needs is so many credits in order to qualify to be, to be a police officer. So if depending on what you want to do, that should you should tailor that to whether or not you should go to college or university. Don't don't waste your time doing something that you don't necessarily need um, to up your career ante and get something that's higher paying. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And and two. So I want to get back to the university. You know, kind of what you should expect out of it. You know, and, and because this is something we know a lot about, and and you kind of touched on that. Right. With regards to your higher education uh, and, and to keep going into a master's and eventually into um, getting your Ph.D. But, you know, what what are your what should be your expectations with regards to university and, and what you get out of it and what kind of the purpose is of it? Um, it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so it's not going to be you'll have free time, obviously, but it's you're going to have to put the work in and there's going to be a lot of it. The professors are going to demand a lot of you, especially as you get up in the years. Um, junior, senior is when I, you know, I started getting more and more work put on me with my higher level classes. Um, and, I, and I was doing research too. Um, so you should expect that with university, especially a university that has a, a pedigree to it, um, it's going to be a harder course load. The courses are going to be more, you know, in depth, especially as you go up. Professors are going to start demanding more from you, especially as you go up, like I said, because as you go up in the years, they're going to start expecting you to actually know something. I know that's kind of, you know, wow, they they think that you're going to learn something in, college, in university? <laughs> yes, <laughs> they do. And if you took a class with them last semester and this class that you're taking with them now, builds on that old one and you don't remember something you probably will get called out for just to probably pick on you mainly but in university too the professors care to an extent they care about as much as the effort you put in so if you try and they see you try they'll try to help you i think that's with college too but if you just don't care and you don't do anything you're probably going to have a bad time yeah you know you have to you have to put in the work that they're they're demanding of you um, that being said, that's not all work. You have to find time to, to socialize. There's nothing to expect with the university is because you're probably going to be living there. Um, there's going to be a lot of social events. Um, at least, you know, with, with my and our undergraduate university, there was like, you know, we had like a movie night every night. Um, they had a whole bunch of like hockey themed events and all that kind of stuff. Um, cold out, gold out. They had, um, there's a whole bunch of clubs. There's, there's a lot of stuff that you can get involved with on campus, fraternities, sororities, if you really want to do that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're unbiased. <laughs> uh, I, I think when you say fraternities, you mean uh, political clubs. 
pretty much what they are. That's the drink excuses to drink. Uh, it's uh, uh, some are better than others. I mean, I mean, more, more more than that excuses to. Drink yeah, alcohol. I mean, if, if, <laughs> and if, for those of you out there that might listen to this, uh, if you want to do a fraternity, you you can do a fraternity. I just if if you run across a person like me at your school, they probably won't want to be your friends or really hang out with you that often. But I mean, you'll find friends. There's plenty of people that want to do that, and if you're if you say it's because I want to find more people to drink with and excuses to drink, then you're in the, then that's, you got the right idea. That's, that's where you want to go. So you do you, man. <laughs> no, I, I met, I met a lot of people that are in fraternities and sororities. They're really nice oh, sure. people. Yeah, of course. But like if, when, if you join those, you have to understand the stigma that is going to be attached mm. to you because you're, you're in them. So people are going to, you know, make the assumption that you're a party or you're a drinker, or you're this, you're that. Um, not saying that should stop you. If you really want to join, go ahead. But it is important to understand that if you do join, there is going to be a certain type of um, assumption that people will make about you because you're in that kind of um, club. Mm-hmm. Or... And I will say even further on that, this is just because, you know, I, I do, I want people that, uh, you know, I want the people listening and I want people that go into college to become successful and not, not regret certain things. When you go into a fraternity, it is definitely the wolf pack mentality, right? Um, with regards to that, what I mean, when I say that is not only like you were saying, will people make assumptions about you, but you will, you will now be expected, depending on the fraternity you go into, to act a certain way. And you will be formed by the people around you to be a certain person and to act a certain way. Or you will not be able to be part of that group. Um, and you will not have a good time. Quote, unquote, good time. If you, I will warn you, if you're the type of person like me uh, and like my friend Zach here, who I, you know, and I know this to be true about Zach, who like to do what they want to do, ha- like to be our independent, you know, we're independent thinkers, um, we don't like people trying to push what they think and what they want onto us. Um, you will, if you are that type of person, you will not be happy at a fraternity. I promise you, because that is all fraternity is. It is, it is mob mentality in the sense that a lot of people with us with a similar mindset are pushing on to you to to smaller are pushing on to individuals that are alone right using the power of the mob um certain mindsets and if you you know if you follow that mindset then you know what you'll have a great time you'll enjoy yourself because you'll find people that have uh you know common beliefs as you and and, and common goals as you and and common interests but if you're not and you try to get in there you will it will not feel right and you will be uncomfortable. Uh, so I just, I just warn, you know, the type of person for that type of person out there like us, that it is not something you will, you will enjoy and you won't, you'll look back thinking, man, why, why did I ever do that? Right. And don't try and fit in mm-hmm. either. Like, especially going out for the first time, you want to try and make friends and whatever. Don't try and don't try and fit in with the people who are showing off or doing something dumb. Um, because you will get hurt. I, I knew someone at my undergraduate institution. He Thankfully, he got better. <laughs> but um, when he was alone by himself for the first time, he had access to alcohol and he went nuts. He got arrested a couple times. Wow. And they, the cops even found him lying in the middle of the street, completely drunk out of his mind. Naked. Oh, my gosh. Do I know this person? I'm just going to ask. Don't, do I? Do I... Um, I okay. don't think so. He was at my – he was at my – the um, the classes I did at the fitness center a couple of times. So you might've seen him. Okay. Um, he, he cleaned up his ass. Okay. Thankfully, but don't be him. <laughs> this is the message. Don't be, don't be naked in the middle of the street drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard plenty of stories about that. Um, and, and yeah, like you're saying, um, don't try. And, and that goes with two, with regards to, you know, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to change yourself for other people, unless it's, unless it's for a positive, of course. Uh, unless it's for something that, you know, is is to make you more successful and, and, uh, and things like that. But um, this goes that, that that's true with clubs, right? If you're in a club, don't feel obligated to stay with that club. 
don't feel like um, you have to do what the people in that club do. You know, if they're watching certain movies, you don't feel like you have to watch the movies with that club. Or if they're that club's going out to parties, you don't feel like you have to go to the parties with that club or you have to go to certain activities. Again, you're paying, you are paying money to go to this place. Don't do what you don't want to do. Right. Don't do something that's going to keep you from getting your money's worth out of that college, because, again, you are paying for this. Therefore, you have the right to do what you want with your time there. Um, don't feel ever feel obligated. You have to do something that you're not comfortable with or, or don't want to do and don't be pressured into doing it. That's something really important that I learned. Right. You're, you're investing your, your time and your your money and you're getting neither of those back. So it's exactly it wisely. exactly. Uh, is there all right, anything else with regards to what you got out of, you know, university? Um, something else that I think is kind of important that um, really gets into the topic of like success and what you want to do. Most time universities have a lot more internship opportunities mm. than colleges do, um, like career fairs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I had an internship when I was an undergrad. Boy, was that something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey man, uh, listen. I will concur. I've heard plenty of fantastically horrifying, uh, stressful, and scary stories uh, from my friend here about his internships. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll make like something like a little clear. So I, I I won't name the place, but I worked at a a, a site a maximum security <laughs> lockdown psychiatric you, center. For violent you had me at maximum security. You had me at maximum security. It was a trip. Anyway, <laughs> so but most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, universities have uh, more um, more internship opportunities. Ones that are safer um, and, and not so life threatening and uh, stressful. Yeah, and uh, you know you don't require as thick I mean, a skin. If that's if that's what you we want, then I mean there's something out there. <laughs> but I should warn you that the the recidivism for your job is very high in the Oh my high. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But there's always there, at university there's always something going on. Especially and always look for a college that's that's like career oriented where they do a ton of career career fairs and they, they help you or try to help you with your resume, but you're probably better off listening to Andy's podcast. Quick plug. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. I, I guess, like I was telling you before, like some of the things you were saying that I should do, especially in regards to my resume or like my LinkedIn, like, mm, I'm not doing that. I'm not listen, doing that. man, <laughs> listen, man, that. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> know what you don't know. And with regards to you not doing that already, that's listen, it's okay. Uh, I didn't know any of this until I was told by my, you know, role model and, and who helped me and my father with regards to, to a career who has had a lot of experience with, with, uh, hiring people resumes. And, you know, he's been in the, he's been in the, the workforce for uh, a long time as a salesman, um, and at, right. the, at one company and he's been very, very, very successful and he worked really hard. So he know he knows what he's talking about. And I will say I was lucky to, to, to get that from him and, I wouldn't be where I am with the job that I have right now if it wasn't for his help, definitely. So, so yeah, go listen. To any yeah, podcast. my other podcast, <laughs> not this, not yeah, the one yeah, before, the one before this, this one. Um, yeah, no, I agree. That's really important with regards to having finding a career oriented university. Now, that does depend, right? Like you, Zach, you are you know going into you know your master's and your PhD. So while the school we went to Clarkson is very career oriented. You would not have needed that so much because of, you know, what you were doing. You would have been, I say even better off with a research focused uh, university. Yeah. That's kind of like Clark Clarkson was also good for that mm -hmm. too, just because, because it was a, such a heavily focused STEM yes. school. The psychology department was so focused on research that, um, it, it kind of it gave me the, the legs up that I, I needed and the opportunities that I needed to try and bolster my, my educational background to get into different schools. Yeah, no, I, I will say Clarkson is a great school um, up in fantastic old Potsdam, New York. Shameless yes. plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but so if is there anything else or can I add something or are you – Okay, so and and I want to get back to you know, uh, this will kind of 
talk more about too, learning how to learn um, with regards to university and something you should expect. Um, so for my four years in university, there were really three important things that I left with there. And these three things um, I would say to other people starting college now and or about to think about starting university now and about to think about university. And this does tie into college too. Um, but these three things are kind of what you should expect out of it and should be your end goals. Right. And, and what I left where we're learning how to learn, right. Learning what works for me, how to work, um, smarter, not harder, essentially. Right. Um, organization and time management. So physical organization, right. Being neat, um, being, uh, be, uh, writing a lot of writing stuff down with regards to mental organization. Right. And then, um, time management regards to keeping a relatively good schedule. I will admit, uh, at college, I did not do the greatest time management. Some semesters, there was one <laughs> semester I was really lucky. I had a thermo dynamics class that was supposed to be like historically really hard at Clarkson. Oh, thermodynamics, the hardest course ever. I was really lucky that semester I had a new professor. And basically my advice with new professors is you can kind of relax in that class and not have to try too hard because with them, that's their first semester there. So they're trying to get good grades. So they're going to test you and give you homework assignments and quiz you very loosely and you're going to get a good grade almost no matter what you do because they need to look good for their first semester so that they can stay there. Um, so I was very lucky that my professor was new that year. So I will admit that out of the, what, I had two classes a week and how many weeks are in school? All right, university, like 15, 15 right? Something like that, 15, maybe 15 and a half. So out of my 30 classes, I probably missed uh, like, I want to say like 16 or 17 of them. <laughs> I just skipped. <laughs> Jeez. And they were probably out of like the 25 homework assignments. I probably missed like five or six. And I still passed that class, I think with like a B or something. Like, it was... <laughs> uh, not uh, no, it's example. not a good example, but <laughs> I'm going to tell you that was where my work smarter, not harder came in because I knew I figured out I didn't have to really try hard in that class and I could put my effort into other classes and into other things like uh, my research or uh, other classes that were more important to me or, you know, searching for internships um, rather than focusing on this class that I knew I was going to pass no matter what I did or really how much work I put in. And sometimes that happens and it can be a blessing in disguise. Um, or it can be really bad because you do that for one semester and you think you can do that for the rest of the semesters and you realize how wrong you are. Um, luckily that did not happen to me, but so yeah, organization and time management. And then another thing, and this is going to be tied equal with regards to priority and importance with uh, regards to learning how to learn, right? These are all pretty close with regards to priority, but if I was to do it, I would have learning how to learn because that's going to make you successful wherever you go. If you can do that and figure out how you learn and what's and, and, and the best way to learn and do research and problem solve. Um, and then I would say this next one, which is um, increased personal and professional maturity. And I'll talk about it in a second. And then the last one would be organization and time management, though they're all so very important. And without having one of those, it is very difficult to become successful in life. I would say almost impossible. So you need all three of them. But learning how to learn and increase personal professional maturity are the, the first two, first most important, especially if you are looking for, if you want to get a career right out of college. Um, now, with regards to personal and professional maturity, this comes into, for me, you know, the biggest thing. And, and I'll talk and I want to do a podcast of this specifically. Um, and I, I've talked about this a little bit, but interviewing, right? I've learned a lot about, you know, how to sell myself recently with my job that I just started, which is a, is a technical sales role, right? Learning how to sell yourself and how to be professional and be mature, um, you know, watch what you say um, and make people like you be charismatic is super important. 
uh, you can be really dumb person. You can be a really dumb person. You can be not very skilled, but you can get a job over somebody else because you're a really good interviewer. That's just how it goes. Uh, that's how the workforce is. Uh, and it's, and it's, it's scary though at times that, that, you know, a couple hours of meeting somebody can change your life for the better or for the worst, um, or change, you know, change the career path that you, that you take because, you know, you, for one hour, even though you might be the most qualified person there and you know, you do the best job, you didn't get that job because you know what, you're not a good interviewer and that sucks. Um, and that's, that's happened to me quite a few times. And I talk about that a little bit, uh, you know, my failings as to why I didn't get certain jobs that I wanted when I was, uh, searching for jobs. Um, so another thing and, and why these three things are most important is because, you know, while the information I learned, right, with my, within the curriculum of my school, uh, was important, right? All those classes I took, you know, thermodynamics, like I said, fluid mechanics, I took, I took uh, business law, I took psychology, I took an intro to psychology course. Um, I took an accounting course, uh, I took project management, my my capstone revolved around designing um, a warehouse, right? I, not, I'm a salesman, I have nothing to do with that right now in my career. All of that, you know, information is interesting and and it can be helpful when it come when it pops up you know um i would say out of all of the information i retained um i kept about 15 percent of it if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be honest about 15 percent of the information and so here's a little quick math that that i've that i've done so i'm gonna say when you're in when you're in college and this was for my university so maybe it might be a little different perspective from with regards to zach and your um your degree that you went with uh, and that you had on average, I learned in my degree, my engineering and management degree, I learned a minimum of about 10 new pieces of information, right? Every class period and some, some of the information, you know, was larger and some was more in depth and some were simpler, more simple data points, but it's information. So I would say on average, 10 new pieces of information, every class period that I had, right? And so every semester on average, I took about five classes, two of them, uh, I two of the semesters I ended up taking actually six classes. Uh, so uh, those semesters I, I would, would have retained more pieces of information for that semester. And each semester is about, right, we decided 15 weeks long. So um, here's, here comes the quick math. Each week I took roughly three hourly periods of each class, right? So at a minimum, and this is, I repeat, a minimum, right? I learned you know, with taking into account the 10 pieces of information per class period, uh, the three hours, three hourly periods of each class per class, that being five classes per semester, per, per five classes per semester, I learned about 18,000 pieces of new information during my four years of college in class. Now, that doesn't count with internships. That doesn't count with, you know, I wrote a conference paper, my private research you know, clubs, you learn things. Uh, if you're a fraternity, you might learn a couple of things. I don't know. Probably not. Maybe some drinking games. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, so 18, and this is minimum, right? 18,000 pieces of new information across four years of my life in class. Um, and so, yeah, like of those 18,000 different pieces of information that I retained, I learned, I only retained, you know, like I said, 15%. And it's scattered. It's random, right? It depends on the professor. It depends on the day of the week. It was, uh, it, it depends on my mood at that day that I learned it. Maybe there's something exciting happened that day. So I remember that, uh, maybe the professor did a good job teaching that certain thing with an experiment or, um, I had a great story behind that piece of information. So I, I learned it. Um, but there was no way I, you know, or most people, 99.999% of people out there, could have learned all 18,000 pieces of that information. Um, so with regards to those three important things, right, that I talked about, don't go into college expecting to remember everything you did. That's okay. That's where learning how to learn comes in. Because you know what? You learned it once, right? You were told it once. You're going to go after college and you're going to be, people are going to say, oh, can you solve this problem for me? And you're like, man, I remember doing something like that in school. 
you know, that would have helped me. I can't remember what it was, but you're like, but you know what? You learned how to learn. You learned how to use Google and, and find the right information and then relearn that skill that you had practiced while you were in school and that you don't remember anymore. And that's okay. That's good. Right. That's what, you know, like with the uh, division, I don't remember how to do long division. I seriously couldn't do long division if you asked me to for any, anything, but I bought a calculator. So who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> I, I learned how to learn. I learned how to use a calculator. I learned how to learn. So now I don't need that anymore. I don't need that skill. I don't need that information. Uh, and so, right. Getting out of college, don't expect to remember everything, right? It's okay. If you don't, to be honest, you're probably not going to remember 90% of it. Right. And that's, that is okay. Right. The most important three things, learning how to learn organization, time management, and increased personal and professional maturity. Those are the three things that if you come out of college, you will be successful. You will make a lot of money and you will be happy. So yeah, that's, that's what I got. Oh yeah. After that, that's a profound statement there. Randy. I mean, it's the <laughs> truth. I, it's, seriously. I, I've been through it and I'm still going through it. So yeah, I mean, so what is your uh, after all that that I, all that I just said? I took five minutes to talk. What do you think about what I just said? Just your opinion. Um, I mean, I completely agree. Um, I don't have I you know I everyone has to worry about you know being a professional even if you're doing a menial job. Like I work in customer service right now, but I'm also going for my master's, so I, I still have to be a professional in the workplace, and I can't you know. I can't be goofing off while I'm while I'm working. It's all about you know being a mature professional adult in a work. <laughs> you save that for the your your friends back with your friends back home. You save the goofing off with those guys. <laughs> yeah, that, now well I have I made a friend at work, so every time he comes in, oh, now I that's start awesome. Off, I, that's but, cool. Um, yeah, his name is Jack. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> so, that explains it. There um, you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway. Um, and time time management is is huge. Um, it, especially speaking from my perspective in a master's program, I have time to do nothing. <laughs> so it's it's really important um, to try and section off um, when I can when I'm doing certain things and um, when certain things have to be done. And I'm doing an online program, and it's it's very easy to forget that you have a class that you oh, have to do because you don't have to go anywhere. So you have to make sure that you're you're writing something down in the planner. Oh. Or, um, in, in my in my case, my you know my mind constantly chatters at me, just saying like, "Hey, you have this thing mm-hmm. to do. You have this thing to do." And I'm like, "Okay, thanks." Um, so that's kind of helpful. But you have to you know whatever works for you. Setting reminders on your phone. Um, everyone, most people have a phone now, has a phone nowadays. If you want, if you need to like hire someone to make a smoke signal <laughs> to remind you, do something pigeon, send you that pigeon. works. <laughs> Get you a howl, an owl. Like, howl yeah, Potter. there you go. I'm not. I'm not um, an owl. <laughs> an owl. Um, but anything that anything that works for you to help you organize what you have to do during the day or during the week or month, whatever. Um, find what works, and just keep doing consistency. That. That's and, what's key. Yeah, consistency. And not just not just you know organization like you were talking about organization with time, but being organized in general. You should be able to like if. You know, especially if you have like a workstation or a work desk, you should be able to like anyone random should be able to just go in and pick something up and then say like, oh, okay, this is here because it's in this section or whatever. You shouldn't have stuff just strewn all over the place because that you know that's just chaos. No one can find any. Mm-hmm. Not gonna do certainly. You're gonna lose things in there. Um, like place, and you know, God forbid, your boss comes in looking for something, and then you have to explain to him why it took you 20 minutes to find one piece of paper. Oh, geez. You're wasting his time now, too. So you can't can't be doing that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think everything, what you said, especially to the, the workforce, just being successful in anything that you're doing moving forward with your life, those three things, like, you need to kind of get those down. And it's going to be, like you, you said in your last podcast, it's a constant working process. It's not going to be an overnight thing. You have to keep working at it, and eventually it will become like a, a second nature to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, and, and this is just going to add to it. And then I know with regards to time management, you're, you're kind of running out of time here. Um, I don't want to keep you too long, but 
So as a salesman, right, here's the thing. If you want to be a successful salesman, this is something I've learned. It's, it's, it's babysitting. I want to be honest. It's babysitting. You know what you need to do? You have to be responsible completely. You are completely responsible, especially if you're in territory sales, sales, right? If you have a territory and you have certain customers that you call on, um, you are responsible for those customers. You're responsible for the system you're either servicing or the product you're selling them or, or this, you know, whatever you're responsible for making sure they get what they need when they need it. And you're responsible for knowing everything about you're responsible for knowing more about their more about the, the part you're um, of interest in that company than they are. Right. You need to know more than them because you you need to bring value to them. Um, and with regards to time management, right, you need to keep all of that information somewhere and organized and readily available wherever you are, because if you don't, somebody's going to make a phone. Somebody's going to call you and you're going to be like, uh, hello. And they're going to be like, hey, it's Bob. We spoke a month ago and you gave me that thing. You're going to be like, oh, Bob, what, what, where do you work again? And they're going to be like, uh you know, company ABC, you're going to be like, Oh, of course, company ABC. Yeah. Um, I sold you that thing. Right. And they're going to be like, no, you sold me this thing. And they're going to be like, you know what? They're going to think this person doesn't care about me. That company doesn't care about me that they don't, they're not going to help me. They're not going to bring me value. Right. These people don't want to do the work. You have to do the work for them or they, you will not make money. You will not sell them your product. So with regards to time management, being professional, right? All of that comes into play with regards to my job. And even right now, you know what? I am not the best time at time management and I am not the most, you know, I have a lot of, I lack a lot with regards to being a professional. Um, and I'm still learning every day. Um, you know, I'm, I just had a customer meeting today. I presented them an audit on their system and I presented them a quote and, you know, a few times I thought, man, I, I probably didn't need to say that even though it wasn't a, it wasn't something bad, probably wasn't necessary. It was added information that would confuse the customer and, and, and complicate things. And I, and I, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have said that, um, you know, and two, I have to, I have to seem knowledgeable and I have to make sure that I remember this guy's name. I met with George at, um, a company called, give me a sec. See already, this is not, this is not good that I can't remember it at SMG, right? A company SMG I met with today. Um, I have to remember all that two weeks from now when the guy calls me and he says either he if he says he's ready to uh, buy the product or I have to remember that I talked to him two weeks ago and I have to remember his contact information. I have to have it somewhere readily available because if he doesn't call me in a week and a half, then I need to call him back and follow up so that see if he wants to buy my product or he's just going to shove me under the rug and I'm not going to get the sale. So, you know, it, it all comes into play later, no matter no matter what job you do. And that's really important. You made a lot of good points in this. Yes, we yes <laughs> we did, Zach. Yes, we did. And I, you know, I and I'm going to end it. I, I really appreciate your time, Zach. I know, like you said, you're a really busy guy. Um, you got a lot on your plate right now, and time is valuable. And, uh, you know, uh, rare for you, your free time. And I appreciate you taking that free time and, and, you know, having this conversation with me and, you know, catching up and all that. Thanks for it. So thanks for having me. You know, I'd, I'd love to come back. Dude, out here and anytime, man, believe me, there's plenty of stuff to talk about. We still, you know, we, me and you remember we had, and, and this is something I definitely like to do. Um, and hopefully we'll do it soon. But I know, remember it was, was it sophomore year? We talked, we had, we sat in a, we sat in the student center and we talked about our beliefs that were for like a good two hours. And we just sat there and we, yep. dude, we haven't had that conversation in a long time. And I'm sure, you know, our beliefs in the way we, we, we think have changed drastically since that, since that time. And uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I plan on doing something similar to that with my friend Duncan, a similar conversation on this podcast, but I, I definitely like to have that conversation with you again. It's been a while. So I know I would, you know, it would be of interest to me. And so I hope we can do that, you know, in the future, but sure. Man. Yeah, dude, I will. And I'm going to 
next time, this time I'm going to let you know and expect about a two week turnaround time. So, <laughs> though, uh, no, th- no, 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 don't be sorry, but I, I understand. So, uh, you know, that's again, that's what that comes with time management. We found, we eventually found the time, but it was, it was hard, but that's okay. You know, it's a sacrifice. You got to sacrifice that. sometimes. Sorry. Right. Yeah. But all right, we're going to end it there. Uh, Thanks so much, everybody, and make sure you put everything we talked about today, or even if you put just one of the things we talked about today into practice, you, you've you've done the right thing. You you have you you're moving towards success. So so good luck out there, and Godspeed. And and good night, Zach. Have a good night. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, <maybe>. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.